This is the Today's RDH Dental Hygiene Podcast. The podcast for curious and passionate dental hygienists. Hi, Kara RDH here. I want to thank Philips Oral Healthcare for sponsoring this podcast audio article. Now is a great time to join your fellow dental professionals on Instagram at Philips Sonicare Pro for inspiration from your peers, continuing education opportunities, and resources to help you empower patients to practice healthy routines at home. The Vampire Hormone What Dental Hygienists Need to Know by Anne O. Rice, RDHBS. Don't think this is another informative essay telling us women that our hormones will suck the life out of us. I'm speaking of melatonin. Melatonin has the nickname of vampire hormone because its production begins when it starts getting dark and shies away from the light. Anyone who knows me observes that anything related to sleep always makes me all giddy inside. I'll talk forever about shut-eye, catching some Zs, or hitting the hay. The Rise of Melatonin Melatonin is something most of us have heard about, but many of us may not fully understand what it is. Melatonin is a hormone released from the pineal gland soon after dusk and sets the internal clock by synchronizing the day-night rhythm in both people and animals. Some have described it as a bullhorn that shouts a message to the brain that because it's dark, it's time to start shutting down. When I took pharmacology back in hygiene school during the Stone Age, melatonin wasn't even mentioned in my class. Frankly, melatonin wasn't identified until the 1950s. These days, you see it everywhere in a synthetic form, and it's discussed as a game-changer for sleep. Looking at health histories and talking to friends, one would think that most people's natural bullhorns are plugged up, and the world needs these supplements to be able to fall asleep. As we age, melatonin decreases, adding to the list of the joys of aging. So popular culture would have me believe that between urinary incontinence and collagen depletion, I'll be sitting on the toilet in the middle of the night, wide awake with my skin hanging at my ankles. Excuse me, I digressed. The dawning of serotonin levels. Melatonin is synthesized from the essential amino acid tryptophan, the same tryptophan that puts us in a turkey coma on Thanksgiving. This is the part where the science nerds perk up. Essential amino acids can't be made by the body and must come from food. The highest tryptophan foods are red meat, fish, poultry, milk, and eggs. But for our vegetarian and vegan friends, there are many plant-based options available too, such as chickpeas, cauliflower, quinoa, and cashews. Serotonin is a brain neurotransmitter that's necessary as a messenger and regulator for our melatonin. To metabolize tryptophan into serotonin, you need nutrients such as vitamin B6, niacin, and glutathione. In short, here's how it works. Tryptophan is an essential amino acid that's the precursor for the formation of serotonin and melatonin. The pineal gland is the converter of tryptophan to serotonin to melatonin. Serotonin levels are highest during daylight hours, then drop at darkness as the pineal gland converts most of the serotonin into melatonin. Anytime you want to increase your serotonin, take a walk in the sunshine. Eating more vegetables such as tomato, pumpkin, and spinach can increase natural melatonin levels as well as certain fruits, often the tropical ones. Pineapple can increase melatonin 266%, bananas 180%, and oranges by 47%. Calcium can help the brain use the amino acid tryptophan to manufacture the sleep-inducing substance melatonin. This explains why dairy products, which contain both tryptophan and calcium, are of the top sleep-inducing foods. Something to know about melatonin is that it regulates the timing of sleep but does not participate in sleep itself. It helps your body know when it's time to sleep and when to wake up and is regulated by light. 
Bright lights in the evening suppress the normal rise in melatonin, pushing our sleep onset time later. Thomas Edison, were you a friend or a foe? As the night progresses, melatonin decreases, which gets us ready to wake. Light begins to enter the brain, whether directly or through your eyelids, and the pineal gland shuts off the release of the hormone. The peak of melatonin is from about 11 p.m. through 3 a.m. You can imagine that as we lengthen our days, staying up later and later with bright lights, we're changing the natural pineal gland rhythm. People who have a disrupted sleep schedule or are traveling across time zones are at a greater risk of having their melatonin levels out of whack. Melatonin supplements. Supplemental melatonin is not as powerful a sleep aid as many imagine, but what often happens is that taking melatonin in pill form shows a placebo effect. This isn't surprising. After all, placebos have the most reliable effect in all of pharmacology. If you think it works, it works. A meta-analysis done in 2005 looked at 17 trials analyzing the benefits in different aspects of sleep. Overall, it helps sleep onset by 4 minutes, efficiency by 2.2%, and duration by 12.8 minutes. Is that remarkable? Unfortunately, no. Many people are taking this supplement, which may not be effective or can even be contraindicated. Overuse is common when we so often believe more is better. Physicians recommend 0.5 milligrams to 2 milligrams about 30 minutes before bed. A dose of 0.1 to 0.3 before going to bed is adequate, and at this level will raise the nocturnal plasma concentration of melatonin into the normal range. We see pharmacies and discount stores selling the supplements with doses of 5 milligrams and 10 milligrams everywhere. A dose of 10 milligrams can actually raise plasma concentrations 60 times their normal value. There are many schools of thought on proper dosage, but no matter what, it should be discussed with a physician. Several over-the-counter drugs are not regulated by the FDA, melatonin supplements included. They're made in a lab with synthetic ingredients or with cow urine, and the range in a pill can be from 83% less than what the label says to 478% more. Melatonin is similar to most drugs in that by being exposed to too much, the body may become unresponsive, and the drug stops doing what it's supposed to do. Additional uses and concerns. Many positive effects of melatonin are currently being studied, including that high doses of melatonin with chemotherapy might reduce tumor size. Taking melatonin at bedtime for four weeks may reduce temporomandibular disorder, or TMD pain. Taking melatonin can improve low blood platelet counts associated with cancer and other disorders. Taking melatonin daily for eight weeks for patients with endometriosis may reduce pain, and studies have shown the neuroprotective benefits in developing fetuses in pregnant women, as well as perhaps reducing the risk of preeclampsia. Taking melatonin for any of these conditions, but especially while pregnant, must be discussed with a physician, period. Melatonin has been designated in the N-class by the FDA, which means it hasn't been assigned a classification of the drug's potential for birth defects and isn't able to be put in a specified category. Some studies have suggested it may be associated with an increase in developmental disorders in the baby, as well as abnormalities in ovarian function. Melatonin plays an important role in our immune system and inflammatory control. It's important to note the beneficial roles of melatonin as a naturally occurring hormone may not imply the same benefits when supplemented. Drug interactions with melatonin are numerous, and there are many that we should review for our health as well as our patients, such as verapamil, a calcium channel blocker, any drugs that lower seizure thresholds, such as ADHD medications and methamphetamines, additionally, narcotics, immunosuppressants, antihistamines, antidepressants, antibiotics, antiarrhythmics, and anesthetics, nifedipine, 
a drug commonly used for hypertension and nearly all blood pressure medications when used with melatonin, has been shown to make blood pressure worse. Even common drugs such as contraceptives, CNS depressants, sedatives, sleep aids, and caffeine can cause negative interactions with melatonin. Caffeine is one that I find interesting because it may decrease the body's production of natural melatonin. But when combined with melatonin supplements, caffeine may have the opposite effect, thus increasing serum levels and adding to the effects of the supplement. Melatonin can spike blood sugar, so before using it, diabetics or people with prediabetes should discuss it with their physician. I myself have taken melatonin without knowing its many intricacies. Make no mistake, it should still be treated as a drug similar to caffeine and alcohol, which we don't put the drug label on. I'm not trying to dissuade you from taking the supplement. I am all about getting proper sleep. While melatonin may help some, there is sometimes no quick fix or easy answer on getting 40 winks, and considering other alternatives may be more beneficial. I hope you enjoyed that audio article. Thank you again to Philips Oral Healthcare for sponsoring and for supporting dental hygienists everywhere. Follow Philips Sonicare Pro on Instagram for patient care tips, news, and inspiration from other dental pros. Thank you for listening to the Today's RDH Dental Hygiene Podcast. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. 